Welcome to Shift with CJ. I'm your host CJ and together we will explore the areas of health, human performance, biohacking, psychology and much more that will inspire you to become the best version of yourself. Hello and welcome to the Shift with CJ podcast. Today's podcast is going to be special. Why is it going to be special? Because since the time 2022 or any near year uh, starts a lot of people have always been asking that hey how can i make my life better how can i relax more how can i ease into the challenges that have been set and most of the time if you speak to a health guru or you speak to a consultant one or the other will always tell you to relax find some kind of relaxation and try meditating but do you know what most of the times meditating doesn't work it doesn't work because no one tells us how we're supposed to do it we sometimes just listen to some songs and we don't even know what we're going through sometimes there is guided visualizations there is people in a room but there's so con- so much of confusion and today to solve that confusion i have someone special on the show today my guest on the show today is an award winning author he's an educator he's a consultant he's an entrepreneur he's a great speaker and he has been on the cutting edge of brainwave entrainment technology and yes we're going to talk all about that for the last 32 years he has founded things and developed things that have been awarded as like the best gadget right starting from 1989 that was like 2 years before i was born so he's you know he's been on the top of the things since then he works with a large team of scientists and mindfulness experts and they're trying to lead and actually revolutionize how the next steps for meditation and brainwave entrainment technology my guest on the show today is dr patrick porter welcome to the show thank you cj it's great to be here it's great to have you and for everyone who's listening i first heard about patrick in um in these biohacking circles where everyone is talking about a technology called brain tab but i did not pay much attention to it and right when in september as you guys know i was at the biohacking conference in orlando great vibe great people met so many people and dr patrick porter was one of them he constantly came up on stage and kept telling us a lot of tips and tricks and biohacks and i had the chance to meet him personally and uh, this is why i had to invite him on the show and dr patrick when i was growing up i had this type a sort of mentality i was like um i remember everyone used to tell me cj just relax but relax to me was just a, another word and i thought relaxing was for people who didn't who were lazy and didn't want to do their work and fast forward like 15 years maybe right now i am trying my best to gather all the information on the planet to help people relax and in that process i'm even teaching people by my podcast and writing and chatting with great personalities like yourself but you uh this whole concept of relaxation came to you at a very early age and it was taught to you so you want to tell us about your experience of how you stepped into this whole relaxation realm yeah in in my in my world i grew up my father was a very chronic alcoholic he had addiction problems and luckily people from our church came over and said hey michael which is my dad's name uh we're going to teach you how to relax and he's like i can't relax but you know like most people say but he went to a seminar called the silva method which was a technique of relaxing using technology it used a sound which we now know as isochronic tones but at the time they didn't tell us what that was he laid on the floor 
And from that night on, he became alcohol free and he realized that he could relax by using his mind. He couldn't do it with his own mind chatter. And then when he came home, there were nine of us in our family. So he said, hey, if it's good enough for me, it's good enough for the rest of the family. And he taught us all how to do it. Then he became an instructor. So I grew up actually doing seminars with my father, traveling around. Uh, we grew up in Michigan here in the United States. And we traveled around teaching small groups, usually between 25 and 40 people, how to relax using this Silva sound. And then my dad broke off. And But I made my very first recording at 12 years old because I wanted to have uh, I wanted sports was my big thing. So I wanted to improve my ability to play sports. So I started using affirmations and my dad helped me to produce a, an affirmation visualization process that I use. I still use something like that today. That's what my thousand uh, seven hundred different sessions that I have on the brain tap are based on the evolution of that. Now, I've learned a lot since then, obviously, but uh, that's where it all started. And I still do it today. Every day, uh, I haven't missed a day since I began because I know that for me, I, I can get off the rails pretty quick, especially when I was a youngster. I was a very angry kid held back in second grade um, here in the United States. So I, I attended, uh, I was always taught, told that I had learning disabilities. I wasn't that smart, but I realized by the time I was entering into our high school, that I was pretty smart and I was an honor roll student, went to school, of course, got my degree. But I think that it all starts with changing one core behavior, one core pattern you have. And for me, it was my anger. I had to get rid of that anger and realize that the world wasn't really against me. It was, I was against myself. Mm -hmm. So did that mean that you had to somehow hack into your subconscious with all of these relaxation techniques and then change a belief system in there? Or was it more of like just, going through this specific technique or sound or protocol and uh, it automatically did things for you. Right. I believe there's three waves of to wellness. Uh, so it took all three. First of all, we did a lot with nutrition. So mm -hmm. my mother got involved with it. I, I think you can't outsmart a bad diet. So you have to, you have to eat right and, and supplement. I think we learned that from like Dave Asprey and the group that are talking about what supplements my mother got us off all sugar, you know, all the dyes, no soda pop, you know, all the things that uh, most other kids were doing. I felt at first it was a, it was a punishment, but I realized later it wasn't. And then, then the second phase is you've got to get up and move and breathe. You know, you got to do some kind of physical exercise. So my dad got us doing, you know, we started working our bodies, doing those things. At the same time, we were working our brain, which I think is the part that most people miss. They don't realize that you can shift your brain and Yes, I changed a core belief. I had to change the belief in myself that I wasn't stuck in what other people were telling me. <clears throat> you know, I, I grew up um, as a, in, our, in our religion, which was uh, Catholic, that uh, basically we could do no right. You know, we, it was always, you know, we were sinners and we, we weren't going to, you know, that we weren't, we weren't good. We had to always be, you know, basically it was a very negative approach to life. And so I had to change that. And the book that I read was called As a Man Thinketh. And it basically changed me as a child because it taught me that what I think about, I bring about. And so when you start really, and that's what meditation really is about at first is you have to be willing to face those dragons, you know, those thoughts that come up and be very honest with yourself that, you know, you probably had some pretty bad training because mom and dad, they didn't have any training, you know, nobody, tra nobody trained us and we can't blame other people. And as soon as I stopped blaming other people and I started taking personal responsibility, that was the biggest behavior shift. Once that happened, my life changed dramatically. I mean, I became 
I was already good at sports because I think I channeled my anger into that, but I, I basically, um, became even better. I mean, I got a scholarship to school, to college and things like that, because I could channel all that into something positive instead of letting it eat me from the inside out. Well, I would say you're definitely smarter than most of the people, or you were super lucky, or this was your calling because the way you integrated all of these things and sort of like channelize that energy at a very young age, a lot of people don't even have the awareness that that is possible because mostly we're riding the wave of the society or we're riding the wave of some like things that our parents or grandparents or uncles or some, some expectations. We're always riding on expectations and expectations can only get us so far. When you talk about peak performance, when you talk about, you know, athletic performance or performing at a very cognitive like level is just, you cannot ride that expectation wave and get there. And we've seen it day in and day out. That's why meditation by itself or relaxation has sort of turned up a dial or, you know, become so famous because people like people have told us that, okay, one of the things that I used to do a lot is to relax. And, uh, you know, we're coming full circle to that because in a lot of ancient times, like in a lot of ancient tribes, the Hindus, the Chinese, the, every tradition of recorded history, there is some element of relaxation. Maybe it's not sitting cross-handed under a tree, but maybe it is via sound or maybe it's via people singing in a tribe. So I really like this idea that, you know, you are, it's, it's all on yourself and you can sort of like um, break that expectation wave and go towards these modalities of relaxation and, you know, enjoyment because it doesn't have to be suffering. Most of the times people think it's going to be suffering. I'm going to sit in my thought and, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. But as you progress through that, you sort of understand that really letting go is probably the way and uh just uh hold on for a moment i cannot i think there's some voice disturbance so i'm just going to put on a headset sorry everybody i'll be back in a moment for all of that background noise i'll just put this headset in and then we should be good to go oop i'm not hearing you now hmm, something happened to your mic Nope, not hearing you. Hmm. For some reason, I'm not hearing you. Let me see. No.
Maybe your mic is off or so, somehow. Is it? Uh, you can you there you go. I can hear you now. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so I'll just keep it this way so it doesn't mess up the system again. Um, anyway, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, so we'll just continue from where we left off. It sounds um, good on this end. We're not hearing anything. It sounds sounds clear. So. Okay. So I would like to know, why do you think it is that meditation doesn't really work? Well, well most people, they don't realize that their brain is out of balance in the first place. When you have stress and anxiety, it does something to part of the brain called the hippocampus. And that's the part that brings us long-term and short-term memories. And as soon as we slow down and we start to relax and we haven't done any, let's say, inner work, we haven't thought about it, our brain waves get out of control. There's four primary brain waves and there's a fifth one we might talk about here too, but there's beta is where we're at right now. We're, that's a primary brain wave, but all of our brain waves are going at one time. So think of it like five different Wi-Fi networks trying to communicate to the body at the same time. And they all do different things. So we need them all. But when we're speaking and communicating, we need a beta, we need the beta state so we can react and interact. But when we go to slow down that and we get into alpha and theta, but we've never trained our brain in those states, like we've never got into nature. Like one of the ways you can get into alpha is just kick your shoes off, ground yourself, go out and do what, what the Chinese would call forest bathing. You know, get out into nature, even out in, in your area, you could get out and walk on the sand, whatever you need to do, get, get out there ground. Because if I was to measure you and everybody listening to this, if I was to take out a volt meter and I was to measure the voltage of your body, we have found that the average, we did a, we did a group study once with a thousand people in the room. We measured them all. The average voltage people had in their body was three volts. Now we should only have zero. We should have no voltage in our body. It should be grounded all the time. So when you sit down to relax and you have that much energy going through your system, you're going to be agitated. So you might get restless legs. You might get an upset stomach. You might, you're going to be irritable. You're not going to be relaxed. So the first thing you need to do is find a way. That's why a lot of people will like meditate on sheepskins. You know, they'll get some kind of natural substance to, to sit on so they can ground themselves. That's number one. Number two is they've never dealt with their own thoughts. And just because it's a thought doesn't mean it's a thing. So when people sit down to relax, they have all these thoughts and it might, they might be really negative thoughts. You know, they've, they've never been trained and we live in a negative world, unfortunately. And this is part of our nature. It's not, it's not that we're bad or that someone else is good. It's just our brain. We have a part of our mechanism of our brain called the reticular activating system. This is a part of our brain that protects us. So if you can imagine these brains, we've evolved, you know, we have 21st century, you know, you go to Dubai and you see all those beautiful buildings and all the cars and, you know, this, all this technology, but our bodies really haven't changed since the Serengeti. I mean, these bodies are still 200,000 years old. They've not evolved. And we actually bring with us what they call genetic memory. So our bodies have a genetic memory. So we're still, we're still, a, we're still like living in caves in consciousness and we're going outside and we don't know if we're going to live or die. So there's a, this part of our brain looks at our environment and says, is this safe? Am I okay? 
Can I express myself? Can I not? And of course, it's translated psychologically now to can we even communicate with people, things like that. So what happens during meditation when we sh when we shut down, we've never trained that part of our brain to say, you know, we don't have to worry about that tiger anymore attacking us. We don't have to worry about uh, famine. I mean, I, at least here in the United States, I can walk down the street and see five grocery stores. You know, there's no shortage of food, at least right now. You know, there's not, you know, but if I sit down and I, I have this feeling of lack and of fear that I'm not going to survive or that people don't like me or that, that I'm not smart enough, that I'm not good enough. And that's what's going to happen is that brain chatter is going to start as soon as you close your eyes. So the, the first part of meditation, actually, and this is why only 5% of people that start meditating continue, which is sad. And when they do that, what happens is they get scared. And so what they do is they turn on their music, they turn on their TV, they they go get it with their friends, they go do drugs, whatever it is, they do something to get outside themselves when the reality is that they need to get inside themselves and start cleaning up the mental programs that are there. So, and that's, that's one of the key things with, uh, and nobody has a lot of elf activity just by nature because we're, we're taught in school, busy, busy, busy. Like you said, when you were talking about yourself, you, we're taught that if you're sitting and relaxing, that you're lazy, you're no good for nothing, you're, you, you won't amount to anything. And now what, what's showing, and one of my biggest parts of my talk now, especially in brain recovery, because we do a lot of work with dementia and, and brain recovery using the technology, is that people don't take enough time to relax or they relax at the wrong times. Like when you do a, we should be working out, stressing out our bodies, building the muscle. But then right after that, we need a time of rest and relaxation. You know, most people don't realize that yoga the reason yoga was created, there were two reasons. One is pretty simple. The, the royalty wanted to have sex into the old age. So they, they wanted to keep their body limber and everything like that. So, you know, you know, libido drives a lot of behaviors, right? So sex sells, as I say. So, and then number two, it was to prepare your brain for meditation. They were, it was to get the kinetic energy out of our body and limber it up so we could sit in meditation. So what people do is they're all stressed out, they're all angry, they're upset, whatever. Then they sit down and try to meditate. And all that energy is raging through their system and they don't know how to calm down. So that's one of the main reasons we chose the technology that we did in, in training. And I can go into that as, as you ask questions, but the reason we did that was that there's a certain science to how everything works. And people just think, oh, all I need to do is put on some classical music or put on some new age type music and instantly I'm going to be Buddha. You know, there, there's a saying, all unhappiness stems from unfavorable comparisons. And I think when people, uh, they see like the Buddha, you know, they see Buddha statues and he looks so serene and it's it looks so easy. And then they go to sit down and all of a sudden all these dragons come out and they start hearing mom, dad, brothers, sisters, neighbors, friends. We always say, um, you know, brothers, sisters, preachers, teachers, you know, all those people that, you know, we don't all have cheerleaders or people supporting us. You know, it'd be great if we all lived in an environment where everybody supported everybody. And but, you know, uh, CJ, they did an experiment and they put these they put mice. This was done with mice and they gave them everything they wanted. These mice had no stress. They didn't have to do anything. And all of the mice died. As soon as they gave the, the the mice stressful things to do, they had to exercise what what we would call in biohacking uh, 
we adjusted their heart rate variability, right? We stressed them out, we relaxed them, we stressed them out, relaxed them. That's what our body needs. We, we only grow and develop through stress, but we only really improve through recovery. So it's, it's important. And most people look at meditation, they think I'm going to meditate for, for six months and I'm going to be enlightened. Well, the story about enlightenment goes like this. The, when they asked the enlightened being, they said, how did you become enlightened? He says, well, I meditated. I, I carried water down to the well. I carried it back. I meditated. I, I did my crops. I meditated. And then he said, after I was enlightened, I meditated. I went down and got the water from the well. I came back. I meditated. I didn't did my crops. I meditated. There's no difference. You know, it, it's like there's there's no super state like what it is, is you become aware, like in biohacking, we become aware that everything that we do, the foods we consume, the, the air that we breathe, the water we drink, the activities we participate in, all of those things actually express through us, through our genes. And we now know that 99% of our body changes every 40 seconds based on the gene expression of our environment. From the foods we consume to the water we drink to the conversations we have in fact every one of you listening to this this podcast right now you are very different at a rate of about 50 million cells per second from the moment you started you're a different person so when you meditate you you become aware of the changing reality that we live in and you know that people get stuck in form you know they they, they start thinking about but we live in a formless world that takes form based on our attitudes, beliefs, and consciousness. So as we shift that through meditation, and what I like about, you know, there, I like meditation that actually has a solution. You know, that, you know, there, you can't be more spiritual. You're a spiritual being having a physical experience. You can't be more spiritual. Now you can do more spiritual things. Obviously you can be more supportive to your environment. You can be more loving to your family. You can, all of those things. But the reality is that the innate part of you, what we call your innate intelligence, it's already infinite. So think about it. You have a body, 75 trillion cells that make up your body and they're all working together as a cohesive community. Now you can disrupt that if you want by putting in alcohol or drugs or negative thinking, or sitting on the couch eating potato chips, you know, all of those things, you can disrupt it, or you can add to it, you can cultivate it. Meditation is key. But what happens is as soon as you slow everything down, it like puts a magnifying glass on your life. And you've got to be willing to look at your life and say, hey, man, <laughs> you know, what are you doing today? And that's why I love biohacking, because they can measure like I can measure I have my bio strap on, I can measure my sleep at night. What did I do last night before I went to bed? What programs did I watch? How did that influence my sleep? You know, all of these things are meaningful. Now you can use them to become very negative too. You can be very, you can be too much overbearing and you've got to give yourself, you got to be a little kind to yourself. And I think um, one of my mentors a long time ago told me, Patrick, anything doing, anything worth doing well is worth doing terrible at first. And I think people don't understand that. When we learn to walk, I don't know very many children. In fact, I don't know any personally that when they were two years old, jumped up on their leg or one or two years old, jumped up, started walking across the room. They fell down in many ways and then finally got that balance. And I think the same thing's true with meditation. You've got to find your own path. And I think what we did was uh, in, in my studies with light, sound and vibration was I looked at what ancient traditions and I turned it into modern technology. 
just as one example, there's a meditation called a Jyoti meditation. This meditation is where you look at a candle and you breathe. So you breathe, and when you breathe in, you're, you're breathing in the light. When you breathe out, you try to move the candle. So it's just a, a little bit of a breathing exercise. And it's really good, and it gets you into an alpha state, which is one of the states you want to go to in meditation. So what we did in the lab is we said, how can we mimic a candle? Well, LEDs just came out in the 80s. So we decided that we could start tuning those frequencies of light to the same as the candle because a, a fire burns at 10 hertz frequency and our brain matches that frequency. So like you said, when these old ancient cultures would have, whether they do singing uh, around the campfire, you know, they, there's usually some kind of ritual that the ancient traditions had where we would calm ourselves down. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't turn on the TV and watch TV till two in the morning, you know, back in the, the you know, in a thousand years ago, you know, that just wasn't happening. You know, we, we would watch the fire burn out, we go to bed. You know, we didn't go get more logs and put it on the fire. So I, th I think the main thing that people are finding is they, one thing is, and I think you said the expectation wave, I love that saying, I'm probably gonna steal it from you. The, uh, it, was, it was very good because people do have expectations and usually those expectations are way out of alignment with reality, you know, mm -hmm. you know it, the, you, we need to, there's a saying in the, in the shaman tradition, shamanism, it says, live your life as if it's your last day, but prepare as if you're going to live forever. And I think that that's really important for people to understand, you know, that there's in, uh, there's a guy we work with, his name is, is uh, Rod Sterling. And he says something like, um, there is no there. Now, this is kind of a mystical concept. Mm -hmm. Most people think they're going to meditate and they're going to get some kind of spiritual award like Buddha or Jesus or Muhammad or somebody is going to come down and instantly give them a certificate that says, good job. Here you go. You are now a master meditator. There is mm -hmm. no there is no award. The, the reward is the physiological effect that we get. Your brain, the most powerful pharmacy on Earth, releases over 30,000 neurochemicals with a simple thought. So if you can get into that alpha theta state is which is where we want to go that just before sleep, we call that the twilight sleep. When you're there, your body creates something called acetylcholine and GABA. Now your gut's producing that. So you got to calm down your whole body. That's why meditation or things like yoga or Tai Chi, you know, uh, Qigong, those kind of things are so important to do to move the body. But once you get the brain in the right place, it communicates directly with the gut and it communicates through the heart. We have 40,000 neutrino cells in our heart. So between our heart, our brain and our gut, this, this access of, of health through meditation. And this is why we measure it through heart rate variability and all of these biohackers are using it. So as we calm down the system, what happens is we begin to dump into the system our own neurotransmitters. These neurotransmitters, just to give you an example, acetylcholine makes you feel good. So as soon as you, when you're in love or you're sitting by a fire or you're by the ocean, that your body naturally resonates to 10 hertz frequency. So you start feeling good out in nature. That's why nature walks are so important. When you're right before sleep, your body dumps, uh, you, you trigger GABA, which is a precursor to DMT. And those who are biohackers out there know that some people are using plant-based medicine to trigger DMT. But we did studies with the brain tap where we actually triggered DMT experiences with no DMT. 
we had a psilocybin study we did where we measured people's brains and what they were doing, they were triggering GABA. So, uh, they were triggering GABA through gamma, which is a higher brain frequency. So we created, and you can, CJ, if you haven't seen it, we have in the power user section, we have a series called Gamma. People were having these out-of-body kind of psychedelic experiences with their own brain chemicals because everything that happens to us happens through us. But the whole thing people are missing in meditation is the physiological part. How do you get your body into that state where we are receptive to seeing, hearing, and experiencing? And we do this every night. That's why we dream. You know, and those people that don't dream, I love it when people say, oh, Dr. Porter, I don't, I don't dream. I don't, everybody mm -hmm. dreams. It's just not everybody remembers them. You know, if you don't dream, you'll go crazy because mm -hmm. dreaming is a part of us figuring out what's happening in our reality. So I know I went kind of off there a little bit, CJ, but I, hopefully I answered no, the question. This is the, you did answer the question and you answered many of my questions that I was about to ask you. So it's been a good explanation. And I love the fact that you've gone through this whole process of looking at not just not just meditation, but seeing what the ancient tribes were doing. You have looked at scientific studies. And what you have come up with is, according to me, revolutionizing. And for just to introduce it to people, Dr. Patrick Porter has come up with this app, which is, as I mentioned, being the best health app. And what it does, it takes you through it just does so many things it's called brain tap and dr patrick and his team works with so many different modalities they have and i want you to go ahead and explain all of these because people will sort of like get confused so we have binaural beats we have guided visualization and i definitely i've been been using this tech for the last three to four months and um, yeah, you've got different kind of sound beats like binaural beats, guided visualization. You have 10 cycles of holographic music, isochronic tunes, and you have combined it with, you know, this is the part that I found very interesting. These special lights that pulsate through the ear canals and the ear meridians. And you have something as those lights, like you mentioned, you try to uh, figure out 10 hertz frequency of light flashing on the eye. I think you guys call it retinal flashing. And all of these things, now I know I've just made a soup out of it, but I would let Dr. Patrick Porter explain. But when you combine this soup and you sort of like drink it, you don't even have to try to meditate, like putting your body in a place where, okay, I'm going to not monitor my thoughts. Okay, I'm going to sit straight. It eliminates all of it and it takes you in different brainwave patterns. They have the app is the power user section of the app is huge. I'm still like doing some of the programs. I can never finish them because there are so many. How many programs do you guys have? We have, there's over 2000 in the power user section. And we're, we, I add anywhere between 10 to 30 sessions every month. So if you're a power user, you get those for free. So I, I tell people I'm the only one that's probably listened to everything on our app so that's, because I made them, you know, so that's, yeah. the, that's the only. And that's the other wonderful part. You have actually recorded almost all of these things yourself. So it's the same. And every time Dr. Patrick Porter is like talking to me, I can already imagine because I've been hearing his voice for the last three months. And uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, amazing. But tell us like what all like what all modalities yeah. have you used and like if you can explain like why this 10 cycles of holographic what is holographic music anyway sure. sure let me go through it a little bit so everybody understands first of all we all know that language can work i mean people do therapy all the time whether it be neuro-linguistic programming hypnosis 
positive psychology, all of those things are really powerful and they work because now we know that the subconscious runs 95% of our biological system. Only our conscious mind only runs 5%. You know, we're too busy doing what we're doing to worry about our heartbeat, our breathing, our respiration, all of those things. So what's happening is we can use words. And we also now know through science that it changes 2,300 different gene expressions. So you show up differently if you're talking to yourself in a positive way or in a negative way. So that's number one. Number two is we're going to use sound frequencies. You mentioned isochronic tone. Isochronic tones, every person listening to this has experienced isochronic tones before. If you've been near a waterfall, if you've been near a large body of water, if you've gone to the mountains, if you've walked out into nature, the earth itself resonates. If you were on a spaceship with me, CJ, and we were moving toward earth, the earth resonates between 0.5 and 100 hertz frequency, depending upon where you're at on the planet. If we were near a volcano, it would be about 100 hertz frequency when it's going off. If we're near the ocean, it's 10 hertz. So we're going to use that frequency. We're going to generate that through certain rhythmic sounds and tones. Now, on the conscious mind, you don't know what those are. But our hearing, this is one thing that blew me away in our research. Your ears hear 25,000 different pieces of information every second. Now, we only act on 40 of them. So when somebody says they don't hear very well, what they mean is I don't filter out my reality very well. Because everybody hears perfectly, but it's the it's the filtering system. It's just like glasses. I'm wearing glasses right now, right? And these glasses help me to see my screen. That doesn't mean it, it's just taking this image and putting it differently in my brain. But my brain is still processing all that data. Through the eyes, we're processing 2,000 different pieces of information every second. So with all this data coming into the brain, we have to figure out a specific and unique frequency that the brain will tune into. They call it a cortical response. This is in the primitive brain. So we're going to get the brain resonating at a certain frequency. And that bypasses that critical nature, like you're talking about, you don't have to do anything to meditate. In fact, as I'm explaining this, just picture this, we do a lot of work with um, the All Indian Institute of Medical Sciences, it's called Ames Institute. Uh, their head of physiology is on our board of directors. And I just had a couple of different papers published with them through what's called PubMed on Kriya breathing, which is their yogic breathing. And so we were, were able to uh, evaluate people who've meditated their whole life, like gurus, and people that have never meditated. And we were able to get our people that had never meditated in one session to be in the same brainwave states as people who've meditated for 30 years. Wow. And, and so this happens because with the sound, when we set up the sound frequencies, the brain responds to that. Now, when we add in light frequencies, now we're going to use two different light frequencies. One is a 470 nanometer light. One's a 650 nanometer light. There are other great light frequencies, you know, like 810, which is infrared and things like that. Not to, but what we chose was those light frequencies because those are the frequencies of light that are happening at sunrise and sunset. And there's some magical things that happen physiologically to each of us. Most people love watching sunrises and sunsets. You know, if you see them and you're out, you happen to be out and you watch a sunset or a sunrise, it does something to us. They've actually shown that it actually resets your gut biome. So we are light beings. We know that now. We have what they call biophotaic exchange, which means our body works in light frequencies. Uh, my science officer, his name is Dr. Francisco Cedral, actually made clothing it's called recuperative clothing, or restorative clothing, and it has ceramics in it that reflect back our own body's light. 
and everybody listening, you heard me right. You project light. Every person on earth projects infrared light out into the room they're in. That's why when you look at a holy person and people put this corona looking discharge around them, most people call it an aura, they just have more light. In fact, there was a study just done that showed that people are in gratitude and peace and love. They actually generate 200 times more light from their heart center is somebody who's in fear, anger, and stress. So, and so, but what we want to do is we want, the reason that some people don't heal or they don't feel well is they don't have something called mitochondrial health. This is, this comes in the form of ATP production. Now what light does, we need to get light into the brain because as we get older, I like to tell people as we get better looking and more uh, intelligent with age, our brain slows down. It slows down mainly because of uh, the crud that builds up over time. So think of your brain and all the toxins that build up just from everyday use. We need to detox that brain. Now you get that detox only during deep level four sleep. That's why every biohacker measures their sleep. If you're not sleeping, you're not cleaning your brain. If you don't have a good brain, you don't have the, a good rest of your body because the brain controls everything else. So once you clear, once you get that deep level four sleep, now how do we do that? We're going to introduce the sound, the, the, the vibrations. We're going to introduce music. There's something called the Mozart effect. And if you have children or you want to learn something better, put on Baroque classical music in the background. This is the holographic music we're talking about. They have Studies have shown that every person who's exposed to this type of music under a learning environment is smarter. They didn't learn anything differently. They just set the environment. So think of it this way. If if you're feeling good, you get more done, you, you, time feels better and flows, but when you're stressed or feeling angry, time slows down, you, you, get, you, know, you have all this agitation. So you wanna set your physiology because your physiology affects your psychology. So we're gonna do that through, I said, through the words we use, the vibrational frequencies of sound, we're going to use light. Now, what we did with that light is a little different because it's not just using the 470 nanometer light or the 650 nanometer light. There's a, there's a gentleman, his name was Dr. Nogier. And what he created was seven frequencies that the body responds to. And he did something called auricular therapy. So when some people look at my headset and they go, why do you have lights in the ears? And we can actually measure this through something we call the NeuroCheck. It's a piece of equipment that we had built for us. You, you might've saw it at, our, at the biohacking convention. Mm -hmm. That's something we had built. It measures nine different parameters of the nervous system. And we know right now what's happening. So everything I'm telling you is verified. And people can go to actually braintapresearch.com and see all of our recent research. We have two research projects I want to talk about right now, just so you understand how the brain functions, how quickly the brain can change. Number one, we did a study with women, 55, 65. They had dementia. The only thing they did different in their life was brain tap three times a day for six weeks. They, we found out their brain was actually, the left hemisphere was out of sync with the right hemisphere. The left brain was slowing down. The right hemisphere was too fast. So there are specific sessions in our app that, I, that we created that slow down the left, I mean, speed up the left hemisphere, slow down the right hemisphere. Their brain became balanced and matched within four to six weeks. Within that four to six weeks, we created 49% neuroplasticity. Think of that like 49% faster clock speed on your computer. So if your computer is running at certain speed, if you could 
if you could have a 50% improvement, that would be incredible. There's no computers that have 50% improvement year after year. But we showed these in within six weeks, every person in our study was off the dementia scale. Their brain wow. was in the normal range because we fed the brain energy. And when the brain has energy in the form of ATP, it can heal. If you don't have energy, you can't heal. You could be taking the world's greatest supplements. But if those supplements can't be broken down, metabolized, and used as energy because you don't have ATP production or mitochondrial health, you're just wasting your money. That's why a lot of medical doctors say, oh, don't take those supplements. You're just wasting your money because they're not giving them the next piece that they need. They, they need that energy. Now, you can get that energy on your own by doing breathing techniques like Wim Hof or different breath. And I don't know, if CJ, if you saw, but we now have uh, a breathwork section on brain tap in the power. I don't think that is. I don't think yeah. that is updated in my app or it's yeah. a breathwork uh, course, you mean, or yeah. is it a section yeah. by itself? There's a section with uh, Noah Al, who's a very gifted, uh, he's actually was just in Dubai doing a lot of training. He does, uh, if you log out of your app and log back in, you'll see the breathwork section will show up. That's what okay. you have to do every once in a while just to get all the new, refresh the app. But you can do it that way. Now, what we did is we put these frequencies. So our light is pulsating at a certain pulse frequency. Now, the retinal flashing, like you said, in the eyes, brain frequencies are typically between uh, 0.1 and we go up with our gamma series all the way up to 65 hertz frequency. So that's very slow. But Noget frequencies in that are very high frequencies. It could be 198 uh, cycles per second. So you don't see it with the human eye, but the brain processes it through something called chromoforms Every cell of our body has these little batteries that store light energy, sound energy, and vibratory energy. And uh, best example I can give you is if, let's say you were going to go somewhere with family or friends, and you didn't really feel like going, but you get there and they start playing your favorite music. And pretty mm -hmm. soon your toes are tapping, you're, you're singing along, whatever's going, and they go, hey, CJ, I, I didn't think you wanted to come here. And you go, well, I didn't, but now I have energy. That's because our body converts its environment into energy. That's why it's so important the people you hang out with. You know, the you know if you're with people that bring you up or bring you down, I call the negative people energy vampires because we all know those people. You know, you're around them, you're just glad when they leave because they drained you. You know, whatever's mm -hmm. going on. And there are some people that that literally feel like they feed off your energy. They feel really good afterwards, but you feel like somebody drained your battery. That's why it's so important that we we really look at who we're hanging out with, the books we're reading, the activities we're taking part in, because it's all training our brain. But what we do is we have 10-minute sessions. We call it a transitional therapy. So think about it. When you, when you want to wake up in the morning, there are a lot of ways you can wake up, right? But one of the things that we did is we created a series of sessions that we call digital coffee, because the brain, there's a brain, the high alpha brainwave between alpha and beta is called SMR, sensory motor rhythm. That's mm -hmm. the one that's for cognitive thinking, focus. And so our sessions, our AM series, that's what we're triggering. At night, we want to trigger more of the deep theta and delta uh, brain waves so you sleep. So we have, and then we have sessions that just reboot the body during the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. So um, thank you for explaining that. That's very well explained. <coughs> and now I think everyone clearly has an idea of what we are dealing with. Um, my question to you is, let's say if you were uh, using the brain tap at night and we have this retinal flashing, do you suggest that we put on the visors 
because the visors are emitting this 470 nanometer or 460 nanometer of blue light. And blue light has been shown to sort of disrupt the circadian rhythm, reduce melatonin signaling. So should we bear the visor or just keep it up? What's... Well, 20% of the people should not use the visor, only 20%. So 20% of the people have a problem with blue light, not everybody. In fact, 90% of brain tap users use it right before sleep. I'll tell you a study we just finished in um, Australia where we had a 70% improvement in sleep scores in, in uh, four weeks. These were coal miners. They went to, they went to work in the dark. They actually work in the dark. <laughs> they, when they get out of work, it's dark. So they have no circadian rhythm. So we had them do a, a brain tap before they went to work. They had them do it in the middle of their day, their middle of their shift. And this was done with the help of the, the organization. And then right before bed, their sleep scores improved 70%. I can't tell you one sleep study we haven't done that blows the doors off this theory about blue light. We live in a blue light universe. Our whole planet is blue light. But what we want to do, it's not just blue light, though. It's every frequency that is up to about, uh, I would say, 600, and, 600 hertz frequency. So it's there's amber, there's purple, there's blue, all of Green those frequencies. Yeah, yeah. So all of those light frequencies can be bad for some people. So, but remember, we only have eight LEDs. Mm -hmm. Your screen that you're looking at right now has over a million. So we don't even, the photaic light exchange that we have is very minimal and your eyes are closed. So we're, what we're doing is we want to reset the circadian rhythm, but we want to get the brain speed slowed down at night. So what we tell people, if you're one of those people, and you'll know right away, because if you listen to, if you, if you're monitoring your sleep and you find that you're not, you usually what will happen is if you use the brain tap and you wake up about two hours early and you feel like you should be awake, but you're going, Hey, it's only, it's only four o'clock in the morning. I usually get up at six o'clock in the morning. Then the next night, just listen to it with your earbuds, you know, or your, 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 your earphones and you know, that would be fine because it's not as much energy. It's more about energy exchange than it is the light because LEDs are not really light. LEDs are light emitting diodes, but it's not the same frequency. Like if, for instance, the light in your home, when you turn on a light bulb, that light isn't even one one thousandth of the light from the sun. So when you think about uh, what happens when we fly across time zones and get um, jet lag, they call it. Yeah. We really, we're really getting light lag because all those light frequencies tell our body what to do. That's what those chromoforms do. They actually tell our body every day at two o'clock, for instance, your, your body is going to drop in temperature two degrees. Every night at two o'clock, it's going to increase in temperature two degrees. This is a natural part. It just, it's a trigger. It's when our body cycles through. So if that, if that process doesn't work now, most people, by the way, don't get enough blue light. In fact, when you, what happens when you don't get enough blue light is you become irritable too. So there's always that balance that happens. I, I have another device that I'm working some research with. There's a gentleman by the name of John Ott, who's from the 70s and 80s, but he actually has what they call the John Ott light generator. And it's a full spectrum light generator. Mm -hmm. and, and what we're showing is if you can use that early in the morning to wake up the brain, you can reset the circadian rhythm. Uh, our light isn't that powerful. I wish it was to reset. I mean, what happens, what resets the circadian rhythm is just getting that deep rhythmic sleep. So mm -hmm. some people, in fact, I have my own uh, glasses here from, shoot, they're usually right up here. 
um, than in the evening I wear like you're wearing right now because, you know, you can get deeper sleep if you don't get the blue light. So some people do wear glasses like you're wearing yeah, and they use the brain tap with them. And mm-hmm. what we're doing with uh, Dave Asprey actually is we have, you know, the little covers that go on our brain tap. Yep. We're producing the true light, uh, oh, true wow. dark lenses that will pop on those at night. Oh, beautiful. So that, so that those people, the, the 20% that have a problem with that, mm-hmm. uh, can have put a those on there. Interesting. What, yeah. So, I mean, there are, when you, when you read about the blue light, it's, it's easy to, what they're talking about is the dirty light. When I'm looking at my computer screen, that's not 470 nanometer light. That's all the spectrum of light. So when you when you have it specifically tuned in, we have tuned light. We've even done studies where we have two different studies we did at the university that I'm the dean of brain-based wellness at called Quantum University out of Hawaii on macular degeneration. And we showed improvement in macular degeneration as little as eight weeks. And so, was this using a specific program or... Any program, it doesn't matter it, it, because we were just evaluating the light. Mm-hmm. Now we've used other light and you might see CJ that uh, we've done uh, these devices, these, my, I've made 16 different devices over the years. I have full spectrum light series too. The problem mm-hmm. is that we can't get the LEDs all the time. So as soon as those become available, we won't have just blue light. I mean, it'd be nice. It would be nice to have the darker, like maybe even red light a little yep. bit of a red light at night to uh, put, but we also had series that had green light to put people to sleep. And it was, it was pretty cool what happened, but the problem was now that uh, the LEDs, the oscillating chip we needed isn't available. So, but there's a lot of technology and that that's one of the things we're looking at because 20% is a big number of people to affect, you know, so we want to, you know, so we just say either put the visor up or just use your own earbuds. And, okay. and that that answers it. Um, another thing that you mentioned, which uh, I haven't heard a lot of people mentioning, is gamma brainwave frequencies. A lot of people, there is a lot of talk about getting into alpha while meditation or lowering yourself down into theta to delta. But hardly a lot of people talk about this gamma brainwave frequency. So if you could just expand on that a little bit and tell us about your, because I have seen your gamma brainwave frequency um, on the app. And my goal was always to try to get into alpha. So I've been doing those AM sessions and the alpha brainwave frequency, but I never thought of getting into gamma. So yeah. explain yeah, to us what of, gamma is. Yeah, think of gamma like the bass drum of a band. You know, you've got to have that bass drum. It's a 40 hertz frequency. That keeps everything else in rhythm. Now, they didn't know that 10 years ago. So mm-hmm. this is relatively new information. About five years ago, a university here called MIT, in a, in a, and one of their researchers, her name was Lou Tai, she actually came out with a study that showed 40 hertz frequency blue light breaks down amyloid plaque and can reverse uh, dementia and Alzheimer's in, peop- in rats. You know, So uh, luckily for me, our CEO knows the people that run the brain lab at MIT, so we went and visited her. And I showed her what was going on. And she said, you, we never thought of gamma before five years ago. You would never see me talking about gamma because I didn't think it was even possible. And but what we did with, with her research, they built a room that cost $10 million that flashes blue light at 40 hertz frequency and people sit in it and it and it supposedly heals their brain. I said, well, and they only get 6% improvement in gamma. So I said, well, we did our, we ran our numbers because we do gather the data from Gamma and all of our research. So we went back and looked, 
our average improvement in gamma is 21%. She, she went, what? And I said, you don't have to go to gamma to get gamma. Because you can ride you, on other waves. Yes. Yes. So every time you cross over 10 hertz frequency, you get a gamma burst and you get a delta burst. It's almost like the brain rewires itself. And then when you pass over 7.8 hertz frequency, there's another gamma burst. There's another delta burst. So, but then I thought, well, let's see what we can do. So our gamma was created with a, with a Dr. Rosenthal down in uh, Dallas, Texas here. We were doing a psilocybin study and they wanted to use brain tap with it. And, you know, I'm always into studies. I've never done a psilocybin, but I thought it would be interesting. So we had some of the, this was with veterans uh, that were, you know, not, not doing too well psychologically. So some of them did not want to do a psilocybin because, you know, people have these hallucinations and things mm -hmm. like that. So I said, Dr. Rosenthal, let's, let's measure and do some brain maps on the people having these trips. So they just look like they're laying there, you know, but they're having these out of weird, you know, weird experiences. And we're seeing all this high gamma, gamma experience. So I said, let me map that out and I'll make a series based on that. So we made the 10 session series and we gave it to people that weren't doing the psilocybin and they were having the psilocybin trips because it's, it's all getting the body into that physiological state. Now, the reason that's important is gamma, that vibratory frequency breaks down amyloid plaque in the brain. And a lot of people, there's a lot of information out there if you look at it about calcification of the pineal, yep. pineal gland. So that's what gamma's for. If you want to break that down and start opening up your, a lot of people would call it the third eye, but it's really your, your inner capacity to see, visualize, and experience that inner world. And we've had some incredible stories since putting that out. People are, you know, really having a good time of that. Now, one thing I would say is uh, start with low light on that. Uh, you know, just because, you know, uh, it's going to give you, it's going to give you energy. It's like a high energy session. So th that's why we give it to people over uh, 55 because their brain has started to slow down. So they need to speed up their brain. So think of it like a high level theta, mm -hmm. you know, the same kind of feeling you get in theta. Uh, are you familiar with the term called flow or zone or anything like that? When, yeah. um, like when professional athletes or artists or doctors that are in the zone, you know, like surgeons, when we've done brain scans with them now, we've turned on the gamma filter. It's out of the, out of this world. Those people are, you're, they're functioning in a high state of gamma. And they're just off the charts. The, it seems like the more creative a person is, the more intuitive, the more um, like these healers that do hands-on healing, they are yeah. generating high degrees of this gamma brainwave frequency. Amazing. Thank you for clearing that out. And so if this is a very high energy spectrum, would this be advisable to be done in the early hours of the day? Something that you would do in the morning or? Yeah, like morning or afternoon when you need that lift. You know, I wouldn't recommend doing it at night. You know, we recommend either the deep theta sessions or the delta sessions at night, especially after mm -hmm. like seven o'clock at night. Some people can't even do the light after uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. It will disrupt their sleep because it's too much energy. It's more about the energy that it gives you than the light. But if you, some, the more you learn to run energy and get the body to run energy, the, the more you have that behavioral flexibility to do it at any time. Now, would that matter? Because you have five levels of light settings, starting with one is the lowest and five is the top. 
So if I modulate my light settings to keep it at one or two, does that mean I'm absorbing less energy or less energy is going through my system or does it not matter? Yeah, it's less energy. Because I, I run at five all the time. I'm, yeah. I, I start with one and I feel like, oh, it's not, I mean, it's okay, but my brain adapts to it very quickly. And then I have to turn all the way to five to really feel it. And even doing that, after a few seconds, it just feels like I'm on one again. Right. Well, what happens is when your brain's balanced, CJ, you don't see the light anymore. Yeah. Okay. So you're just, that's what everybody says. Can you give it more light? Can you increase the light? No, that's that's the safe dose. But what happens is your brain, you're just used to taking that light directly and there's no resistance now. And the more mm -hmm. you can take that light energy into the brain, the better it works. So okay. yeah, you don't need any more. Now there are other ways like light helmets and uh, you know red light pads or, or panels and things like that to get more light into your body. But through retinal flashing, you don't want, I mean, that's the safe dose that we've found. And it can, you can do it more than once, but it, that's the, you know, you don't want more than that at a time. Okay. What about the headset? Does someone, because I've shown this app to a lot of my friends and they were super interested in start of, um, you know, downloading the app, you know, just going through a trial version or just seeing it for themselves. But then everyone kept telling me, you're just going to get more benefits because you have the headset. But I know that this app can be used independent of headsets. So do you have a lot of data or like evidence that or like customer reviews that are saying, oh, I have used this app without the headset. And I found a similar, not maybe the top benefit, but like something similar. Yeah, we, we find right now out there in the world, we're in 120 different countries and yeah. most of them are just the app because people don't buy the headset. But we, we've, done, we've done several studies now that show the difference is what you can do with the headset in one session takes them three sessions to do with the app alone. That's what we've been finding. Like the sleep study I told you about with the, the coal miners, they, what the people could do with the headset in three weeks, it took them six to nine weeks to do with the app alone. But now we're doing side-by-side -side studies. We have, a, we have two different studies going on where we actually show the difference between the two. And we're, we're showing that it's about a 30% a improvement using the headset. But if you can't afford the headset, the app works. It just takes, like you could do one a day session. They would need to do three times a day to get that same result, but they could still do it. But it, you know, they're doing it with the app alone. Yeah. Because of some of the recent things, I haven't had access to my headphones and I've recently been using the app itself and i can attest to this that the app is equally as good especially once you're already you understand how the patterns are going to work and the environment also matters so for me i prefer to be in a cold dark room with like a blanket on just like while i'm like preparing for sleep and then that automatically lures me down into this state of flow where i am aware of what's happening around me but i'm also like sort of loose and you know just flowing through the air that sort of an experience so yeah if uh, anyone would like to try the app uh, do you have to purchase the app uh, beforehand or is there a trial version because i remember when i got the app no, there is a trial in fact cj we should get you to you can do that for free you can become one of our uh, ambassadors and you can have an you can have a link that gives it away for free um, okay. they, you know, so if you want to send me an email after this, we'll set, set it up and then you can, you can get it out to everybody. They can go right now to braintap.info. So okay. that's braintap.info. That's a free, and they also get a copy of my book, Thrive and Overdrive when they do that. Okay. Braintap.info. We'll put it in the show notes and we're nearly reaching the end of this podcast. And I 
is just you know we've got like we've covered so many things but there are so many things that i would love to hear from you but just to save uh just in the favor of time um i would like to cut it here and uh, my last question to you would be if you had a time machine let's say you had access to a time machine and if you could rewind time and you could go back to your younger self and give yourself one piece of advice whether it's about neuro algorithms or like you know how to accelerate this brain tap technology or whether it's about finance about its relationships what would be that one piece of advice that you would give yourself well i think the the main thing is that stay true to it i mean i, I i'm very pleased with i don't know if i would change too much about what happened might, might change some decisions um but i think that the the main thing was is maybe to adopt it even earlier because i did resist my dad at first and fought him um a little bit about it and then you know, when he started teaching me in sports, that's kind of, I tell people he, he kind of tricked me by giving me my motivation. So I, I tell people, whatever you're motivated in achieving, work on that first, get some successes, and then you can work on those things you don't like about yourself, maybe, and things like that. But I think what I would say to myself is, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, it's, it, you're far greater than you've been led to believe, you know, you know, activate your brain and consciousness, and you're going to be amazed at what can happen. And, you know, don't, I was a very stressed out kid. I mean, I, I always felt uh, when I, before my dad started working with me, I always felt like I was going to be abandoned somewhere. For some reason, that was my kind of feeling, you know, that being with nine kids, I thought my mom was going to pack up all the other eight and I was going to be left, you know, left behind or something. The only one was going to be left behind. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I think the main thing is that, in a, and I, I encourage people all the time to go back and revisit their, their younger self and just, you know, I think Steve Jobs said it best, the, the past always connects the dots, but we can hardly ever connect the dots going forward. And I think that um, through this series of, of events, um, you know, I think that, you know, I am where I am and I, I love where I am. And there were some times where I thought I wasn't going in the right way, but everything works itself out. I mean, if you, and, and it's not about forcing it to happen, it's about just letting it happen. You know, there's a saying that says, let it happen, no way help or hinder the process. And I think that, you know, we always want things faster, but they come at the right timing. So I think if, if I could tell my past self, hey, I, I'm not a very patient person. My, my wife will tell you that even today. <laughs> you, know, if, if, you know, that's why I have a thousand different sessions, because I, I'm constantly working, improving. I'm never satisfied with, with the equipment. I always want it to be better. But I think that's just, you know, that's just I have fun doing it. I, I still feel like I'm not working. You know, I, I feel like every day I get up and I get to do what I used to do as a hobby, helping my dad, you know, uh, going to seminars, helping people. And I didn't get paid then, of course, when you work for family, they <laughs> you do it for free. But, yeah. you know, I get paid now, of course, but it's it's just something fun. And if, I think if somebody finds something that they love and I didn't know this, if you knew me as a as even in high school, I never spoke when I, mean, I tell my friends that because I still talk to them occasionally They go, I still can't believe you get up in front of people and talk. You know, because I was a very quiet kid. I didn't I didn't do those things. But because I was a doer, not a talker, you know, there's a big difference. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that the piece of advice is also a great piece of advice for everyone who's listening, because just believing in yourself and telling yourself, reassuring yourself that everything is good. You know, this universe is co-inspiring with you to provide you with the best sort of 
also puts people into this relaxation mode because otherwise everyone, like you said, will have like a very huge sympathetic nervous system dominance. And it's only the time where we sort of transition into that relaxation mode. That's where healing can happen. That's where great ideas can come in. And that's where we can sort of do our best in whatever we do. Dr. Patrick, it has been a fantastic time talking to you. Time has just flown by and I appreciate everything that you've been doing all of those years of innovation, creativity, smartness, all your talks, the way you inspire us. And uh, thank you for all of that. I will be in touch with you because I will start my Gamma series soon and I will be in touch with you on my experience, maybe in a week or two weeks from now. And for everyone who's listening, this is me, Sey, signing out from the Shift with CJ podcast. Everyone have a great day, a great year, a great lifetime ahead of you. And I'm going to go do my Wealth Consciousness series on my Brain Tap app. <laughs> Everyone, thank you. thank you so much. And thank you, Dr. Patrick. Your time and presence with us through this podcast is highly appreciated. If you want to learn more, then head over to our website www.shiftwithcj.com